0: This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow.
1: This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of October 12, 2019. GABF results for the year. Well, some of them.
2: People finally a- offended by Arrogant Bastards in the UK.
0: Scotch capsules. I just give up. I expected more from you, Glenn Lovett.
2: You, you, Utopias 2019. It's time to pick out a Alone. All this and more on Have a Drink News.
0: Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker.
1: I'm Justin Fraser, And I'm Christopher Walker, and we've got a ton of news since we've been off for a few weeks, and let's dive right into it. We're going to get into some GABF winners, uh, mainly the ones that are things we would cover on this show or the regular show, you know, some some national level stuff and some local things that we just kind of like to brag about. <laughs> Uh, so let's get through these. We had from Boulevard Brewing Company. They took a silver for Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale in the American Belgo style ale category. And if you've ever had Tank 7, you know that beer is damn fine and oh, yeah. deserves it. That was pretty good. That is an amazing <laughs> it, beer.
2: What is the sci-fi show I'm trying to think of? that's something 7.
0: It's like uh, from Warehouse, England. no. No, you're
2: thinking of Warehouse 13.
0: Uh, oh, where, That doesn't have a 7 at all. Where am I at? Uh, That's the first thing that hit my mind, too. I
1: don't know. Uh, anyway, scooting on through here. Bronze. <laughs> uh, gold style from Ballast Point Brewing from Chicago. The Chicago Brewery. Because you get a lot of these big... You know, uh-huh. When you're entering, you have to put exactly which brewery brewed this beer. So, the Chicago Brewery for Ballast Point uh, entered the gold style into the American style cream ale. Which, uh, if, you've, if you're a long-time fan of the show, you know that is my long-hated... Uh, style of beer from having to be on a judge. Well, I wasn't on the judging panel, but I was uh, helping with it and got to try all of them. And when you drink nothing but ales for a day, you, you just I, look that, that wouldn't break me.
2: I they are delicious, what? and that's fine. Also, it's Blake 7 is what I'm thinking of. Oh. It's an old Never UK. Years. Okay.
1: All right, well, uh, our next one uh, Stone Liberty Station Sumerian Portal Stone Sumerian Portal from Stone Brewing. Uh, This is from the uh, San Diego brewery uh, that took silver for that one in the American-style stout. Uh, Move on. Uh, Wait, uh, by
2: Sumerian, are they talking about, like, Conan?
1: No, it's
0: spelled C-I-M-M, and I don't know what that is. I've got to Google this.
1: So our next one, uh, Odell got a silver medal for their Mountain Standard IPA in Australian-style pale ale. I thought
2: you were saying (laughs) Odules. No,
1: Odell. Uh, Coronado Brewing Company, we've brought them up a couple times on the show, uh, took silver for their freebooter barley wine in the barley wine style ale. Uh, Squatters, which we have recently talked about uh, being part of the uh, Craft Collective, they took a silver for Hell's Keep, their Belgian style blonde ale or pale ale. Uh, Cigar City, it's that same episode, took gold for their Maduro brown ale for brown porter. That is a mighty fine beer. Yeah, I was going to
2: say, that's, that's a good staple for cigars. <laughs> and yeah. next up
1: is a fine staple, and one of the beers we brought back when we went out west that was amazing from Firestone Walker. They took silver with their Summer Opal uh, Classic mm-hmm. Saison.
0: Their Saisons are mm-hmm. on point.
1: Yes, that yes. one was fantastic. So we get into a local one here. Taft's Brewing Company brought home a silver for Are You Pricklish? <laughs> it was a collaboration beer with Against the Grain
2: don't ask me why but i saw that like, are you pricklish tonight
1: <laughs> well uh, let, let's keep it local for a second and go we got to throw this one out there because i've had this beer and it's amazing brink brewing companies hold the reins brought home a gold for english style mild ale right. that beer is on point uh let's keep it local again guys.
2: wait okay wait, no hold on who bought brink didn't someone buy brink no
1: no one oh, bought brink. i'm thinking of someone else then sorry maybe you're thinking of platform yeah, know. maybe. Yeah, yeah. So Rheingeist Brewing, uh, they always manage to bring home something. Uh, they brought home a silver for Quid, and that is their English style summer ale.
2: That's have, a good name for, yeah, uh, yeah, like, for an English style.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I never, I've never had that one. I'm sure they're gonna do a big, uh, big release of it now. Uh, so uh, just keeping keepin with the local here Listerman Brewing Company brought home gold for scoring discrepancies is a field <laughs> beer and I'm immediately like field the beer the hell is that Like I, we've never covered field beer uh, maybe we're going to have to
2: it's made exclusively for people who win the fields medal in mathematics
1: No, oh, I, I thought it was going to be uh, it's, it's brewed with hops that you can uh, that you can play 18 holes on it and then smoke it,
0: uh, is it now is it bad that I just got the Daria thing in my head? What a I field mean, trip? I feel like Sweet. you always have the oh. Daria thing in your head. Kevin's like, we're going on a field trip. Sweet. Where are All we right. going? <laughs> <The> <laughs> field.
1: <laughs> Scooting on down the list here. Um, this is the only one I on the list from Fatheads. They won, I think they won three, actually, medals. Uh, but they brought home silver medal for Hop Stalker. And that is their fr- in the fresh hop beer category. And that is, like... People go nuts for that beer, and it should be out very soon if it's not already out on shelves. Hopstalker we...
2: Stalker sounds like it should be marketed by uh, one of those, like, 90s toy manufacturers. like,
1: Crossfire! Or <laughs> Hop Stalker!
2: <laughs> Hop Stalker! You'll get caught up in the... <laughs>
1: all right, uh, going down. Here's an, uh, from BJ's Restaurant and Brewery. They have to specify which BJ's it is because they all do their own local beers. Uh, the one in Boulder, Colorado, uh, with, they brought home gold for A&M Honeybock in the honey beer category. All right. Uh, and then we've got Weldworks Brewing Company, uh, got gold for extra, extra juicy bits in the juicy or hazy Imperial IPA category. And then they also brought home Silver for Itsy Bits in the Juicier <laughs> Hazy Pale Ale category. Which
0: is one of my new favorite beer names. Itsy Bits.
1: <laughs> Itsy Bits. I don't know why. Uh, Smith <laughs> Brewing Company brought home Gold for Private Stock Ale in the Old Ale or Strong Ale category. Uh, New Belgium Brewing Company brought home a Bronze for Chess with Checkers, uh, in the Pro-Am competition. Uh, another let's, let's let's throw it back local again. Uh, Brink Brewing Company. Oh oh, what's that? Another gold medal for Moosey <gasps> in the sweet stout or cream stout category. This beer also medaled last year. Like this is their this is their claim to fame is the Muzi.
2: And just like mmm cream stout. And I'm
1: still sad because when I went last year and they threw a big party for their wins, and they did uh, they had Muzi with cinnamon was the first like we were the first ones in line we yes, waited please. hours no one else was lined up I was like whatever I went in and got the moozi immediately and apparently the kegs like everything had settled at the bottom and I had a big <gasps> my beer was nothing but like watery mess and I was just like Aww. yeah that's not a good impression and we left <laughs> um so next up 21st amendment coming in with a silver for Emperor Norton's Sweet Stout the same category so the sweet stout or cream stout, Twenty First Amendment got the silver, and uh, another another favorite of the show, High Wire Brewing, brought home mm-hmm. gold uh, for their sour brown aged Palo Santo in the wood and barrel aged sour beer category. Mm-hmm. And yes. another, l- let's throw it back again, again to Brink Brewing because they also brought home a very small brewing company and very small brewing company brewer of the year. Nice. I think with
2: that many wins.
0: Yeah, what do you
1: think? Yeah, getting? you probably... Oh, probably oh I should mention, that. they also won that last year.
0: Mm. Okay, two points, of <laughs> well, cl- two points of clarification before we move on. Because I have to Google things. So, the field beer thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: According to Beer Advocate, fruit beer is made with fruit or fruit extracts that are added during and any portion of the brewing process, providing obvious yet harmonious fruit qualities. The idea is expanded to, quote, field beers that utilize vegetables and herbs.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that's what fruit beer is. Field beers are that, but made with fields. Give it to
1: Listerman, <laughs> right. which I, I, we're in this Things giant that you news find thing, in, the field, you know. in this giant news episode, I just have to cram this in because it's a bit of local news. Listerman's opening up down on 4th Street, a traditional German beer hall for their expansion. Oh. Like, they are going into a, one of the historic buildings in downtown Cincinnati that is in a German neighborhood, and they're going to actually open a German beer hall, and they've got a massively popular chef locally who's going to be doing all the German food the beer hall is going to be serving uh, pretzels and brats and that kind of stuff and they're actually going to have a fine dining German restaurant accompanying this yeah.
2: which also serves pretzels and brats
1: I mean it has to right <laughs> I mean you can probably get those there if they're going to have much nicer things but it's all going to be traditional German fare and I'm sure it's going to be a step up from uh, Hoffer House
0: oh and Harry uh, Viking says it's one block from where he works now Ooh. Oh, I think I know where Dangerous. you're going to be going for lunch Mm-hmm. I think you know you're going to be going broke. Uh, okay, last time, last thing is the the stone the Cimmerian c i m m e r i a n because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell that meant. Uh, from Greek mythology, a member of a mythical people living in perpetual mist and darkness near the land of the dead. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense then for their stout. Yes, that just is just putting it out there. Okay, all right,
1: on point clarification.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. also oh. Conan the More Barbarian is known as Conan the Sumerian yes. because the name of the country that he was from in their fictional world was Sumeria. Yes. Oh, it's so, spelled
0: the same
1: way. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, the same okay. thing. Okay. I, okay. Cool. And uh, they from uh, where he's from, they worship Crom. And we could yeah, end
2: all Robert E. Howard was not necessarily very original when he was coming up with names. No, he was, he was not. not. <laughs> Hyper, Hyperborea—that's the name of the, the the whole world, but that yeah. country he was Sumer- okay. Never ah, mind. Okay. That, that's super early earth was the idea of that anyway speaking of stone speaking of stone Hmm. uh got this from stone brewing's blog uh yeah there was apparently uh, a little background on june 11th 2019 the uk uh alcohol industry watchdog called the portman group sent a letter to uh two stones uk importer uh which they said odd it's uh it seemed. Why not send it directly to the creator of the beer? It's not quite the responsibility of our importer to create our label artwork and text. Nevertheless, they did uh, the dutiful deed of forwarding it on to them for their eventual and significant amusement.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I want might you to just think, that, think about what Greg would do when when someone <laughs> says, What would Greg do? Your label. Would Greg do? <laughs> your, your label is offensive. <laughs> How, how do uh, you respond? Think that
2: be, yeah, one might think that being British, the good folks of the Portman Group would experience keener grasp of the uh, range uh, of the range of the word usage in the English language. You will find said letter at the very bottom, uh, which you can click to see the thing. I don't really want to read the whole thing, other than just oh, to say good. they are complaining about. Uh, Basically, the packaging and the name for potential breaches in certain codes. So...
1: Of specifically Arrogant Bastard. Yeah. So, they
2: wrote a response. Well, they. Greg, (laughs) and probably some other people helped, wrote a response. Dear Portman Group, we thank you for your letter. We are sorry to hear that our beer, identity, and labels offend you. Since Arrogant Bastard uh, Ale has been around for around 23 years a year before Portman was founded, and has been distributed in the UK for over a decade. The most devastating news may be how long it took you to identify your feelings. (laughs) It would clearly be insensitive for us not to recognize that this must have been a difficult emotional process, and clearly it was emotional, as your letter contained a lot of emotional words.
0: It's just the best. Okay. Just the
2: best uh, so, due to this highly emotional place that you must be coming from, we felt it was important to give you time to fully process before we responded. We recognize that you're going through some changes, and change can be a difficult process for any person, organization, or watchdog group.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
2: All that said, being said, we believe that you deserve a truthful response, and that is, your letter strikes us as both random and arbitrary. <laughs> Random, because you specifically describe it as such with the sentence, Zenith Global were asked to collect a random sample of 500 alcoholic products for sale in the UK off-trade. One might think that the goal is to protect the public from themselves. The mission would not be satisfied via random process, but rather through an exhaustive audit of every single product available for sale in the UK off-and-on-trade. Being not in the watchdog business ourselves, this is admittedly not our bailiwick arbitrary because it seems your definition you've chosen are arbitrarily applied to our arrogant bastard ale by suggesting that your uh, actions are arbitrary we're being polite and giving you the benefit of the doubt because the other possibility would be that you did it intentionally and that would be irresponsible we believe in you portman and we believe you wouldn't be intentionally be irresponsible we'll get to that later and so they are going to go on and they uh they talk about, line by line, some of their problems with it, like they're the, the code that they're quoting there, violence, aggression, and dangerous behavior and anti-socialism, uh, illegal activities. They uh, These are things that Stone is against. They do, however, struggle to understand the inclusion of the offense and that we were being accused of, quote, bravado. <laughs> uh
1: and no that's the best part in the letter they're like because they're being accused of bravado and then they're like the beer is arrogant bastard ale it's not bravado it's fact (laughs) (laughs) they just like own it right there they're like it's not bravado it's just what he is
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah they uh they go on to talk a bit more about like your stats and all that but it is it is a delightful read you should you should try to find this
1: it's up on stone's website on their blog you can find it mm-hmm. it's uh it's great Just,
2: yeah yeah they uh oh also your issue the packaging and name in both direct and indirect way we suggest in association with bravado merriam webster defines bastard as something that is spurious irregular inferior or questionable origin this is clearly archaic definition based on the now long past view that being a bastard was something inferior in modern society. We'd longer no longer accept Victorian area prejudices and wisely adopted a more humanistic understanding that people of every kind of background are all worthy of equal respect. However, if we started making craft beer. We were seen as spurious and irregular and that grant the giants of the industry claimed that we were inferior and the doors were accordingly being closed to us. Uh, they claimed no one would want our weird beer because of our questionable origin. By the very definition of the word, we were deemed bastards who were arrogant for thinking we stood a chance in the industry, and so we adopted the accusation against us, we used their words in a positive manner, we named a beer in their and our honor. (laughs) Uh, And they keep, like, putting in little things from people, like here's one, uh, like like quotes from, uh, uh, like, reviews from places, but one of them was like, arrogant bastard is one of the best-named beers of all time. The Irish Times, August 12th, 2016. (laughs) But yeah, they, he breaks down every one of the the things there. We would spend all of our time reading
0: yeah. this
2: whole thing. Uh, although there is also a picture of what seems to be twins that says "My Daddy is an arrogant bastard" on their shirts. <laughs> They're small babies. Uh,
1: uh, so yeah, that's that's Greg being coming, stepping up, and being you know being glorious Greg. and being moody as he can be. Like he he can dish it out, but but again, let's remember. Not even a year ago, we were talking about uh, the arrogant bastard being in some trouble for being an arrogant bastard uh, on yeah. social media accounts and being well, totally and yeah, we had mentioned too that
2: they have been like backing away somewhat from the from the thing, but now they also just kind of went, yeah, screw it, we're
1: yeah, leaning leaning into it, mm-hmm. which is I think they got to learn when to lean into it and when to back off of it. Right, mm-hmm. and so you know who should back off of it? Who?
2: Glenn Livitt. Yeah, and yeah, he's... they should.
0: Yeah, so we say that because we, this is a travesty in our time. They should,
2: they, sh- they <laughs> should keep making whiskey. They should stop doing what we're about to talk about.
0: Edible whiskey pods. So I'll just take a second.
1: Just go ahead and just just lay it out. Lay it out what these are.
0: <laughs> so Glenn Livitt's new cocktail capsules come in small pouches, and you can eat them like grapes. But all people can think about is laundry detergent.
1: Because they are—they look like Tide Pods.
2: I'm just saying we should now wash our clothes in this.
1: No, okay. So, yeah, this is... They're too good. It's just like... I Wash your dishes with the power of scotch.
0: <laughs> it just reminds me of that Ron Swanson... Kind of, or the Nick Offerman oh, thing. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> when he was talking about LogaVul. Yes, we need these. All the different LogaVul <laughs> products. Yeah, the,
0: the soap and the, everything. It was the
1: soap, and then the the uh, aroma mist. Yeah. He's like the oh, lavatory. Yeah. I use it to cover up the smell of whiskey. I should elaborate. Whiskey <laughs> is the name of my dog. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just you know, we get Scotch Guard. Everything.
1: Scotch, Scotch bright. Come on, Scotch bright those dishes. There's just
0: there's too many things. It all writes itself.
1: If I could find these, I will buy them and I will wash a load of dishes with it and <laughs> I will deliver the results to you all. They
0: will not be clean.
1: No, I um... want. But they will smell <laughs> magnificent.
0: Or they may be clean. We don't know. We haven't washed. Hey, them you stuff,
2: just you, know? you wash your Glen Karen that you use your Glen Levitt Glen Karens in these.
0: There you go. So they already have that, that yeah. new Scotch smell.
1: <laughs> They've got that that nice peaty. Pd odor washed into them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Could I, I get a Highland Park uh, detergent no. pod? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so Glenn Lovett,
0: one of the venerable names in Scotch whiskey, experimented with something new this month, a tiny whiskey cocktail that comes in a clear, edible packet instead of glass. It even came with a hashtag for social media, hashtag no glass required. But Twitter users seemed unimpressed and a little freaked out.
2: <laughs> By the way, hashtag no glass required has never been the stance of uh, Corona. Because <laughs> there's always glass in their beer. Yeah.
0: And we keep it going. Uh, in a video released last week, Glenn Levitt described the walnut-sized pouch as, quote, edible cocktail capsules made from seaweed, meaning no need for a glass, ice, or a cocktail stirrer. Uh, to enjoy them, pop the capsule in your mouth and take a bite to release the delicious cocktail ingredients, said the video. Uh, three cocktails are available in the pouches, and the recipes were developed by Tayer and Elementary, a bar in London. The capsules have been compared to Jell-O shots, Gushers, sushi, Tide Pods, pizza rolls, <laughs> Tide Pods, Tide Pods, and, and, and Tide Pods. Uh, <laughs> last year, Tide Pods were wrapped up in a notorious challenge in which people filmed themselves biting down on brightly color- colored laundry detergent packets of any brand, really, and spitting out or ingesting the contents. A few teenagers ended up in the hospital, you don't say. Uh, but whiskey capsules are meant to be ingested by people of legal drinking age. You can swallow the clear pouch, which comes from uh, Noptla a London startup whose biodegradable packaging products have been used for things like keeping marathon runners hydrated without plastic bottles and paper cups. So that's so cool.
1: When the I just had to add, when the whole Tide Pod thing happened, all I could think of was the naked gun line. And was like, like drinking a glass of Drano. Sure. It goes down easy, uh, but it leaves you hollow and empty inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Glenlivet capsules, uh, aren't trying yet to be the next big thing. They are available only until Sunday at that bar in London um, as part of London Cocktail Week. So that makes sense a little bit. Uh, Glenn it. Livet traces his history to a distiller named George Smith, who made whiskey illegally in the valley of River Livet in Scotland until 1824, when he became the first legal distiller in his parish that ended the ire of his unlicensed peers so he kept two pistols on hand at all times <laughs> or that earned the ire I'm sorry uh, to protect himself according to the Glenlivet lore so Better protect uh, him from everything
2: but Andrew Jackson's
1: <laughs> uh, oh <yeah>. god <laughs> so no uh,
0: th- they even I, say so like the um, that- distillery's director said that the Glenlivet capsule collection continues his pioneering spirit today <sighs> That's a bit all that wants me If to... you
2: showed that to, to that man, like you like, brought what? him a time machine to the present, he'd go, hey, we've got this. Why? He
1: just slaps him right <laughs> in the, He takes those pistols and shoots him. That's like if Jack Daniels were still alive and saw what they were doing oh, to no. his whiskey, he would be infuriated. But <gasps> all I can think of now is I want to do a Glenn Levitt episode.
0: That's true. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Um,
2: all I can think of now is I want to have this guy fight Andrew Jackson.
0: So, (laughs) the final thing on on the article is a statement from Glenlivet. It says, it seems our cocktail capsule collection has caused a bit of a stir. Uh, We wanted to reassure you that Glenlivet is committed to producing safe, responsible, and delicious products for adults. Our seaweed capsules are a limited London Cocktail Week release and are not available elsewhere. So, Mm -hmm. they're trying to make sure, you know, like, it's not just this weird thing that we're doing. It's for a specific purpose slash event. I want them. You know.
1: Look, if any, if someone can get a hold of those, message me. They do look like Jello shots. I will give you my <laughs> mailing address to send me these, and I will wash a load of dishes with a pod. It doesn't say no. what the
0: cocktails are, though. That's no, the thing it that, doesn't. Bother, that bothers me. Oh. I'm like, okay, the one is like very red.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
0: I, I'm like, wait. I'm gonna so do what a- One, looks,
2: one looks, like so, looks like it's a whiskey, more like it's a Chardonnay.
0: Yeah, the, like the colors are, they, they vary. <laughs>
2: Uh, what I would I would find interesting though is that it's just like the the they mentioned the the quote tide pod challenge or whatever. But I'm just now thinking of like try the glen Livet glen Live pod challenge. How many can you sneak eat before into- you pass out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like you know 15 year old sneak into your parents house and bite into their...
1: <laughs> right. Oh. Ah. All right. Well, I guess uh, traveling back across the pond. Uh, Boulder Beer Company, everyone uh, pretty familiar with them because I think they used to have damn near national coverage for their distribution. I know we could get them around here, at least over in Ohio, not in Kentucky. But uh, hitting hitting some problems. Boulder Beer Company, uh, one of the oldest uh, craft beer brewers in America, uh, retrenching and pivoting to a new brew pub model. Citing increased competition in a crowded marketplace, Boulder Beer Company announced today that it would cease distribution. But that's not to certain areas. That's all distribution. Oh, yeah. Uh, and focus on its brew pub business. Boulder Beer has been part, uh, this is quote, uh, Boulder Beer has been part of my life for close to 30 years, as it has been so for many of our loyal friends and patrons, and we all want to see it live on. Boulder Beer owner and CEO Gina Day, said in a press release, we will offer our handcrafted top-notch beer to the local community for years to come. Uh, speaking to Brewbound, where we source this, Boulder Beer Director of Marketing Tess McFadden said the 40-year-old Boulder, Colorado-based beer company will pivot to a brewpub business model once the last batches of production beer leave its facility. Um, she just looked at every possible different model for sustainability And this was the one that made the most sense, McFadden said. It was important to her to see the brand live on. As part of the transition, Boulder will lay off about 20 of its 50 employees over the next two months as operations wind down. Oof. so that's close to half of their workforce being let go. Uh, Today's been pretty tough, McFadden said. All of our staff were absolute pros. Production at Boulder Beer, which was founded in 1979 by David Hummer and Randolph Stick, um, a pair of University of Colorado Boulder astrophysics professors and home brewers, has declined steadily in recent years. Last year, the company produced uh, 16,305 barrels of beer, down 44% from its peak of 29,333 barrels in 2014. Wow. According to McFadden, the company plans to buy a seven barrel brew house and will transform its production area into an event space. The brew pub will continue serving Boulder beers as well as a barbecue focused menu. It's the end of an era with the beginning of a new chapter. I
2: I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that, though. Yeah, places happen to cut back and realize they can't be everywhere
1: it hurts to see you know someone that like they were nationally known and now they're having Mm -hmm. to scale back down to a local but it's they're still going to be around and this is a instead of having to be bought up by some bigger brewer there they found a business model that makes sense to them and they know they can continue on as a local brewery and there's still the option to grow back out if you know if the opportunity arises if Beer keeps selling the way it does, and demand comes back in other markets. Maybe they can get back into distributing their beers. I really hope that they do. Uh, Boulder yeah. plans to sell the majority of its equipment. So if you know anyone who's interested, company plans to keep the 50-barrel brew house, though, which remain as a decorative artifact. They're keeping the brew house as a decorative artifact. <laughs> That's weird. 50-barrel brew house as decoration.
0: That's weird and also <laughs> stupid. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, if you're, yeah. In, if you're in so much financial trouble that you have to do this, why would you not auction that equipment off?
0: <laughs> Anyone call Casey on their gear? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get Casey.
1: Uh, get in with the main show. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Casey's brew capades and what's oh. happening down there a little bit. But uh, McFadden estimated the beer currently being shipped to its wholesalers and retailers, as well as product uh, that is already in stores within its 27-state distribution footprint will be in code through the end of 2019. Uh, we still have beer in tank. We're planning to wind down packaging and ship out the rest of our inventory and fulfill existing orders. Once that's gone, it'll just be having to make a little road trip to the brewery to have any of the more.
2: Brewery. It's more than like a little road trip for us.
1: Yeah. Uh, Boulder's 40th Anniversary Ale, a barrel-aged golden strong ale brewed with pineapple and champagne yeast, will be the last batch of beer the company will roll out tomorrow. That's
2: that's bittersweet as hell. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. That
2: 40th Anniversary Ale is the last thing that they roll out.
1: <sighs> beer sounds good, though.
2: That sound good.
1: <laughs> Barrel-aged golden strong ale with pineapple and champagne. No, that that sounds that sounds delightful.
2: I bet that champagne yeast eats all kinds of that pineapple. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: it's gonna go to town on that. All right, uh, we, we're, we're gonna keep scooting on along. What else? Uh, what else would be going to town on that? Uh, on that pineapple.
2: Uh, well, you got some news coming out of Boston, from Brewbound. The brewers at Sam Adams announced the upcoming release of its 11th batch of their highly sought after barrel aged extreme beer, Samuel Adams. Utopias. Utopias.
1: Uh, great White Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> Look, the it's a, it's limited an odd release. Year. It's an huh? odd year. Uh, they do it every odd year, and we're, we're in an, a year that ends with an odd number. Oh. So guess what? Mm. It's Utopias time.
2: It is. Uh, the limited release will be available in select locations starting October 15th and for the first time on tap in the Sam Adams tap room. Sam Adams Cincinnati tap room.
1: Yes. On, no-
2: on November 15th. And Okay, I thought it was going to be October 15th.
1: Oh, I thought it was October 15th,
0: too. Yeah, he was like all kinds of mad. <laughs>
2: uh, no, November 15th mm. is my mother's birthday. So, I'll say happy
1: birthday from that taproom. Um, <laughs> Send her a picture. <laughs> it is a private ticketed event. So, you got to get those tickets. Uh,
0: it's a Friday. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, because October 15th is a Tuesday. I was like, that's a weird day to just be like, hey, here's this event. Had <laughs> Sam Adams
1: says furry viking in the chat. Yeah, no, uh, I would, I would very much love to make that happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Utopias is a top shelf beer reminiscent of a rich, rich vintage port or a fine sherry. Thanks to its unique barrel aging process and proprietary brewing techniques, the brewers enhanced this year's brew by experimenting with cognac and Madeira. Madeira I hate that word, Madeira. Yes, finishing barrels.
1: That I, I'm now I'm I have to get a bottle this year. Like when I heard yeah, that, I'm I like, gotta, no. So if you want, I mean, our, it's easier
0: said than done, right?
1: Like, if you want our full tasting notes, well, I mean, we stumbled notes. into it last time. Yeah, I was hoping to stumble into it again this year, but now I'm like, there's a party happening locally, <laughs> so it's yeah. If you want our full tasting notes uh, on this beer, because we had it, was that last year or the year before? It'd been the year the before. before. Yeah, duh, <laughs> duh. Sorry, no, so, no that's, <laughs> it's kind of kind of weak I've had. it It's a cheetah, Scott. <laughs> it's a ch- Jesus God. No, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. I just said it, it's every odd year, and, and so it wouldn't have been last year. Anyway, if you want to know uh, what we thought of Utopias uh, in 2017, uh, you can become a patron over at patreoncom show and you yes. can get that was our very first patron episode. Oh yeah, so mm-hmm. you can go ahead and go scoop that up, and we go into the. Full, like it's what is it? it's like twenty years go into every bottle of Utopias. it's a good beer, you guys. <laughs> There's a reason, and the price has gone up. So and tasted
0: it, amazing with goat cheese.
1: It's been uh, one ninety nine and like pretty much every year past, but it is up to two ten a bottle this I mean, year. That's whatever I feel like.
2: Well, it is blended, aged, and carefully finished in delicate barrel barrel rooms at Sam Adams Three Breweries in Boston, La High Valley. Pennsylvania, I don't know, Leahy, I, I don't know what that is, uh, and Cincinnati, Ohio. This specialty beer has been in the hearts of many Sam Adams coworkers to mark the occasion and celebrate the new addition of Dogfish Head to the Boston Beer Company. Uh, earlier this year, Sam Adams' team was joined by Dogfish Head coworkers for Utopias' time-sensitive hand-bottling and packaging process. That's nice.
1: Hmm. So uh, there's an extreme limited number of these. and they, Every bottle is numbered. And uh, Jim always gets bottle number one. Well, yeah. Does Sam Calagione get like in the top five bottles now? Oh, he has right? Is that part of the deal? It should have been. I have right. to have bottle two. I mean, I would well, have written no, that into my contract. <laughs> Jim gets uh, bottle number one, and CEO of Boston Beer gets bottle number two. And it kind of goes, and then it disseminates through the ranks as to the. Bottle no, no, numbers. I would, I would, if if he was
2: buying my company merging my company into his. I was like, look, I have to get bottle number two. The CEO can get bottle number three, but he needs to know I'm above him in the utopist line. <laughs> well,
1: the, the, the important questions need answered.
2: <sighs> but yeah, Sam uh, Sam Adams pioneered the practice of barrel aging with its release of Triple Block in 1994 and continued the practice with subsequent releases preceding the first Utopias release in 2002. I've been doing that for a while now. Uh Feeling Utopius has served as the inspiration for the upcoming release of Dogfish at its own extreme beer, Worldwide Stout.
1: Mm, yes, the Worldwide Stout.
2: This year's Great American Beer Festival, Sam Calgillian asks the 2020 release of the fan-favorite Off-Centered Ale would be aged in Utopias barrels. Oh, my
0: oh. I'm sorry. What? I think Talk I missed that part. Talk about burying
1: the lead. Seriously. Lead buried. Consider that lead... Yeah, A fine hole was dug in the backyard and that lead was dropped in it and covered up by the dog who proceeded to shat on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, no. Um, that was of- that to be at GABF or something? <laughs> Furry Viking. Shook. Shook. Hashtag <laughs> shook. Shook.
2: Uh, since the first it was first brewed Sam Adams Utopia has been nothing short of a labor of love as a brewer's, we take pride in everything we make it's just a quote from them I'm trying to see if they're uh, but there's been something special about a unique extreme beers in the hands of not only craft beer community but our co-workers involving new members of our team from Dogfish Head in the bottling process this year signified collaboration process inspired future innovations we can't wait to share that's a quote from Jim Cook but uh, I'm just kind of curious now like this this does open up whole new avenues for everything going forward
1: i'm no i'm I, I, it's, i'm speechless I, I,
0: I, I just got that weird so i got that feeling of like when um jfk F- was c- shot no what no i got- <laughs> no what <laughs> Uh,
2: sorry, I just wanted to. For, that's like, not for some, some reason. In there. I
0: got the feeling of like when, like when we've been at the FC game and they score a goal, <laughs> and you like just want to stand <laughs> up and like,
1: <laughs> I, I got just jump. <laughs> so from Harold and Kumar when they're talking about seeing, I can't remember whose boobs in some movie, and then he's like, "You remember the Holocaust? Picture the exact opposite." <laughs> I was just, I was sitting here thinking, is like, remember nine eleven. What were the the exact opposite of your feelings when you heard that news? That's how I feel about worldwide stout aged in utopia barrels. It's just like I, I can't even process but that extreme joy. The
0: important well, question is: Can we get your mom to watch him that Friday?
1: <laughs> Probably. Uh, I mean, Our mom? I, say is, I mean, I don't know.
2: All I can say is I got an erection. So let's. Uh,
1: speaking let's, of speaking of uh, Justin's erection. I guess. Uh, We're heading down the Hershey Highway. It depends on how into <laughs> chocolate you are, I
0: suppose. Oh, I see what you mean there. Never mind. Wow, he's like dying. <laughs> uh, okay.
2: Alright. Uh, it's your story, Brittany.
0: I know. I'm, wait- I'm waiting for the uh no, you're the calm. You're good. You're good. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. You're fired, Chris,
0: from Furry much. No, no,
1: no, I can be fired, but our how we have the story titled in our doc is heading down the Hershey's Highway, <laughs> <laughs> because me and Justin are allowed to, to do things, because and, they're we, 12. and we shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, everything is titled and arranged to make the two of us laugh.
0: Even though it sucks, because I always have to fix it before I post it, <laughs> You should not. You should just let that go. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so Yingling and Hershey's are releasing a chocolate porter. So suddenly this all sounds actually great. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So the first ever collaboration between Hershey's Chocolate and Yingling, America's oldest brewery, is a sign that dreams do come true, according to Vine Bear. In an email press release, the brewery today announced the arrival of the Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter. 4.7% ABV brew is set to arrive in restaurants and bars in mid-October. It's the first beer collaboration in Hershey's history. This sounds Mm. great. Um, We saw a unique opportunity to partner with Hershey's, a brand known worldwide for its iconic, delicious-tasting chocolate to deliver fans our first-ever beer collaboration. This is from the Vice President of Operations at um, Yingling, Jennifer Yingling. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Yay, women. Um, Also, sixth generation brewer. Good job. Yeah, it's a family. Um, It's it's
2: a family company.
0: Yeah, I mean, they stand by that. Uh, So we spent nearly a year developing our Yingling Hershey's Chocolate Porter and are excited for the world to indulge in the classic taste of Yingling Dark Brewed Porter blended with the unmistakable taste of Hershey's Chocolate. So it's their existing
2: Pennsylvania
1: beer. Yeah, By the way, basically, is, it, is this like a Pennsylvania proud thing? Is it like brewed with Pennsylvania malts and Pennsylvania hops?
0: So they, uh, speaking of um, the water. location, uh, it's going to be available on draft only and can be found in the following states: Pennsylvania, Ohio, no no whammies, no
2: amies, no, whammies, no, whammies. <laughs> no
0: it's West it's, Virginia, Virginia, it, no. New York, Connecticut, Maryland, Massachusetts. New Jersey, Rhode Island, Washington, D.C., Delaware, Indiana, and Kentucky. Oh,
1: yes! I was here to say, in true yingling fashion, we won't get it. They'll hit every state around us for 20 years and then finally land it in Kentucky. But now we're going to be able to get it, yes. I was happy when I heard Ohio, and I was like, eh, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure that out. Ohio, that means Cappies will get it. <laughs> oh, that's a good point, actually.
0: Uh, even though it's slated for a limited run, expect to have chocolate in your beer at least until Valentine's Day. Which oh, sweet! Is logical. Okay. Uh, so this actually—I've never had Yingling's. Um, uh, the so it's their dark brewed porter. It says so. I've never had that, but it sounds just fine with mm-hmm. some chocolate. Like I'm. Yes, let's do this.
2: <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. I'm excited to try it. But it doesn't uh, say
0: when it comes out, does it? Uh yeah it doesn't it doesn't have a, like, a release just, date yeah so that's annoying um so we don't know when to start looking for it but I guess if you are in one of the aforementioned states uh keep an eye out um especially oh. if you like we may have to look on Twitter for some of the the uh, not just breweries but like the the like Cappy's is like a store or whatever that has taps um just to see what announcements they might
1: have look at uh your big uh whatever your popular beer bars are.
2: Like, uh... Uh, I I will say I uh, this this kept popping up in my like Google News stuff like it was like <laughs> it was breaking news like the president had just been shot just like <laughs> like breaking news Hershey's makes with the Engling I was like <laughs> All right. No, yeah. Google <laughs> knows
1: me out of all these things. Uh, so, I've, all the political crap, whatever's been going on, Google hasn't notified me of any of that. It has been sending me push <laughs> notifications about this story and then the uh, the Stone story about Arrogant Bastard. It's been like, no, you need this. And I'm like, no, you're right. <laughs> you know me, Google. I know all we held, already told you, but by the way, did you know? <laughs> all hell the algorithm. Hmm. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, big chocolatey beers Mm. uh yeah we can keep this going so we'd already brought you guys some of the cbs news from founders all this founders just keeps pumping out the hits right now there's like yeah more and more it's all it's all fantastic so so uh they're like you all need to get really revved up for kbs this year uh and they released all this in a cadre which i had to join the cadre which is just their private club it you just Give them your email address. That's all it is. Oh. If you want to get into it. But uh, KBS will make its grand return in February, uh, quite earlier than usual uh, next mm. year. Uh, this time as a year-round edition. Yeah. KBS, uh, yeah, we. this was announced a while back, but we've not done a new show in a while. And in case anyone was living in Iraq and didn't know, KBS, as of February next year, will be a year-round available beer from Founders. Uh, It'll be available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles and on draft across their entire distribution footprint. Uh, This beer has taught us patience truly is a virtue. As many of you know, KBS is a big imperial stout brewed with a massive amount of coffee and chocolate and then bourbon barrel-aged to perfection. Incredibly silky and full-bodied with notes of vanilla, cocoa, roasted coffee, and charred oak. ABV should be around 12% for the year-round available one. That's awesome. Uh, most of us were like, oh, yeah, we would buy enough to store it for the year-round, but then it kind of falls off. No, it's going to be brewed year-round. So that get means you should be able to get relatively fresh KBS so all weird. the year-round. Oh, what, what amazing, like, last year I was like, Breakfast Out, available year round. Backwoods Bastard year round. They're like KBS year round. We we what a live time in, we live in. We live in truly amazing times. Because they've also announced the very first variant of KBS to be released next year. Actually, no, it's not next year, because we'll get into that in a little bit. KBS espresso. That's right, we're bottling the first ever variant of KBS. KBS gets its coffee fix in the very first variant to come to our beloved bourbon barrel-aged stout. Yes, KBS may already be brewed with coffee, but it gets some extra oomph when it's aged on espresso beans. after Double being, up. Mm, mm, Yeah, After being <laughs> removed from the barrels. The result is a fresh and snappy coffee twist on our classic barrel-aged beer. Who says you can't start your day with a barrel-aged stout? Sure, is in hell, don't say that. KBS the best Espresso. Part
2: of waking up <laughs> is KB Espresso in your cup.
1: <laughs> KBS Espresso will make its debut in December 2019. Oh. It will proceed. Yes. Uh, available in four packs of 12 ounce bottles, 750 milliliter bombers, and on draft across their entire distribution footprint. Wow. Uh, We'll have more announcements to come for our 2020 availability calendar, so please stay tuned. Yeah, Another thing they've also announced since then then is they're going to introduce a seasonal Brute IPA, uh, I think, Mm. next year. So I think it was on for spring. We can expect that. And uh, so initially, the espresso was announced to debut with KBS in February, but it got bumped up to this December. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: So at first they were like, oh yeah, we're going to be, you know, when KBS comes out, it'll be year round now. And we're going to be dropping this variant. And then a couple weeks later, like, Hey, guess what? Uh, it's, it's going to be ready early. <laughs> Meaning that they <laughs> pulled samples and went, no, this baby's ready now.
0: This, it does sound like a good thing to have around, you know, Christmas time. Like
1: it's mm-hmm. going to be one of those oh, kind of beers. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind. So we have CBS coming next month in November, and then I'm, we're gonna I'm, have Espresso I'm, KBS in December, and then you'll have a month of enjoying those beers, and then KBS becomes year round.
2: I'm just picturing, uh, for whatever reason, uh, 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 I'll be home. Yeah, the, the song uh, "Be Home for Christmas," I'll be <laughs> home but. Uh, for Christmas but to to like this like you're singing it to the espresso kbs <laughs> or it's singing it to you I'm not sure which but that's the like, me in the bottle's eyes lock across the room and it's like <laughs>
1: yeah. oh yeah I've I've got to
0: have this I is it weird that I already thought of a food pairing but it's not real food I mean it's it's like you know a, the the special christmas kind of crap that comes out
1: <laughs> mm-hmm
0: uh those um, christmas tree cakes
1: i mean everything goes well, good I mean, christmas actually. tree cakes
0: but th- i have an obsession every year with the chocolate covered ritz crackers
1: oh, f- oh yeah almost almost had to give you something to edit. but <laughs> yeah that no that that would be
0: they're they're perfection yeah that'd be good that'd be good with this anyway.
1: mm. you want Anywho. else to be good with this uh or for the christmas season
0: yes for uh we we've got our you know annual advent calendar roundup So, um, normally it's a This Week in Aldi, but we've got two this time. Uh, So, we're going to actually start with Costco. Costco is celebrating Christmas early with a Brewer's Advent calendar. Yeah. Um, Which you don't see as much of, and you probably should. Uh, In case you need a little holiday cheer in October, because, sure. um, Costco is selling a Brewer's Advent calendar filled with 24 German beers. As Delish reports, the Calia Brewers Advent Calendar is essentially a spin on traditional chocolate advent calendars, except behind each door, there's a can of beer. That's amazing. (laughs) That's that's
2: the best kind of... Why 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 haven't advent calendars been like this this whole time?
0: I know, right? Um, The beers come from privately owned German breweries. Uh, Each has been chosen to pay tribute to craft brewers not normally found in larger supermarket chains. Expect to find a range of popular styles, including Pilsner, Hellas Lager, and Dark Bison, as well as German Stout. The I calendar retails for sixty bucks, and is set to officially go on sale, literally today.
1: <laughs> we're going to Costco tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but I and and the the picture is just the best thing. Like we're going. No, you think I'm joking? We're going to Costco tomorrow. I at least want to like. It just looks like... It Maybe looks like an wake old up school...
2: Like, well, I in Costco.
0: <laughs> it looks like an old school advent calendar, actually. Like, the art is kind of awful, but that's, like, the best thing. <laughs> uh, and, and it is all imported, I'm wondering. And, but it's nice that they did the can thing. Yeah, yeah. that's Cans, smart. Uh, <laughs> very, very smart uh, um,
1: decision on that point. Uh, what else is a smart decision when it comes to advent calendars? Yes, yeah, so
0: this week in Aldi... Or, or this month in Aldi. L- lately, we've had less stuff there. Uh, but, of course, Aldi's wine advent calendar is back. Uh, so, I actually still want to try this one. Because it didn't it have, like, something else involved. I but want it to be
1: full bottles of wine. Like, I want this to be, like, a case of wine that you're buying. One of those, like,
0: full-size things. Uh, on Tuesday, Chosco announced the, the craft beer advent calendar. Well... Aldi has announced it will offer a twist on the popular holiday gift by offering wine instead of chocolate. Uh, As Delish reports, the store is bringing back its hugely popular festive collection wine advent calendar for a second year. We act like we've been doing it for 10 years. It's been two years. Uh, The calendar will feature 24 bottles of red, white, rosé, and sparkling from some of the most popular wine growing regions in the world. The calendar retails for 70 bucks and will avail- be available at your local Aldi starting on November 6th. So at least they're waiting until you get a little bit closer. But
1: I remember. want it to be full bottles of wine, like full 750 milliliter bottles.
0: See, in my opinion, like... Get since-
1: white girl hammered on this <laughs> ad. Been- for the entire month of December. <laughs> have a headache.
0: Um, wait, in case you can't get your hands on this version, Aldi will also offer a calendar that counts down from Christmas to New Year's, with seven mini sparkling bottles of wine. The calendar will retail for $25 and will be available starting in December. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, it's, if, you know, for people who aren't, you know, about wine as much or don't know what to do when it comes to wine, this might actually be a really good idea. Like, it's already going to be the season for it, perfect thing to, for, for food pairings. It's a great way to try different kinds of wine that you would never otherwise think to do. But you can't slap the bag
1: with an advent
0: calendar. <laughs> Fact.
2: Well, someone's getting their bag slapped uh, <laughs> after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a weirdest episode, God. guys.
2: <laughs> uh, sorry, someone's getting their, their bag slapped after uh, trying to steal. Uh, 100,000 mugs at Oktoberfest.
1: Like I do. mean, it happens. JFK got caught trying to steal a mug from <laughs> Hofbrauhaus. Just, just so you know. And, that's,
2: that's, and they were in the Hofbrauhaus was the second shooter. <laughs> this year's Oktoberfest <laughs> in Munich comes to an end. <laughs> and the statistics are out. The annual event saw that more than 6 million people in attendance over a 16-day period. Uh, out of the millions, a total of... Uh, out of those millions, a total of nine, uh, sorry, ninety six thousand nine hundred twelve beer mugs were confiscated from revelers attempting to steal a souvenir from the festival. While that may seem high, the number is actually lower than the number of beer mugs that reportedly seized in 2018, which was hundred, uh, hundred and one thousand.
1: So you can find the videos on YouTube. Uh, try and find one of entire. They have whole dumpsters. Full of broken mugs, like it's just it's forty yards of broken glass. That jeez,
0: that sounds painful to even look at.
1: It's it's harsh to see that from Oktoberfest in Munich. So them trying people trying to steal this many, you're just like they lose four times that in broken ones.
2: Well, also in the decline was the number of uh, recorded alcohol poisonings, pickpocket occurrences, and liters of beer consumed down 200,000 from 2018. Ooh. While there may have been less beer guzzled, the general opinion is that the 2019 festival was a resounding success. He's a very nice vision, said uh, Clement Baumarkandender. I don't know. Uh, festival director, our motto was uh, loved and lived, and that's the best way to describe it. Whether it was sunny and warm or rainy and cool, it was a peaceful Waisen with a re- uh, relaxed audience that accepted our offers very well.
1: I remember seeing something. They also uh, had a record number of driver licenses confiscated. People lost their licenses because of uh, in Germany, um, the the scooters. If you mm. get the app and do like whatever the the scooters are, the, everyone was drunkenly trying to take those scooters and go home from Oktoberfest, and that is and you can't be on those things while intoxicated. It's the same as driving drunk. So they all lot like. Thousands of people lost their licenses for trying to ride the scooters drunk home.
2: Uh, sorry, I'm picturing the exact same image of uh, broken, broken steins, except
1: <laughs> confiscated license. Forty <laughs> yards of <laughs> driver's license is just piled up in these dumpsters. Uh, yeah,
2: Someone should tell the city of Cincinnati about that.
1: Yeah, uh, they should. <laughs> stupid scooters they're like in the yard out front it, it gets to be too much all right uh well i think it's gonna wrap up news we we've gone on but we felt like we needed to make it up to you all uh, it's been a while since so we've done a news episode and we were brimming with news so we yeah. had to get, get this stuff <laughs> out
0: all right well we'd like to remind you this is our news only show but we do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink if you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow or I will also say uh, haveadrinkstore.com because uh, items will hopefully be updated soon. Uh, also, you can see us again next weekend for the next show. And once again, I am Brittany
1: Lee Walker.
2: I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm
1: Christopher Walker. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.